This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 147. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P, Kaplan America, on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram. Where are we, Cap? Lost in America pod uh, on Instagram. On on Twitter, it's lost in just the letter N. Just the letter N. America pod. And uh, I'm Kaplan America everywhere. He's Caps Cap in America everywhere. Also, turnersparks.com. That's where you go if you want to buy my album. My uh, stand-up comedy album just got released September 6th. It is Turner Sparks live from the Friars Club on Gator Done Records through Larry the Cable Guy. The and number also, two album in America, folks. Thank buy you. It. Yes, that's what I wanted to announce. Thank you, everyone, for making it the number two album in America on iTunes. Uh, and we po- we think possibly worldwide because there's no comedy charts in any other countries. And I want to thank the people who didn't buy because if this guy if it would have gone to number one, you'd be just too big for your britches. I couldn't, I would be I much couldn't deal too with big. it. You'd be insufferable. I would be much too big. So it, two, it also, two keeps you grounded. I'm already pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two <laughs> keeps you grounded. I'm already pretty big. But number one, that's next album as we discussed off air. Yeah. Number one, we're going to next album, and then third album's when I'm really gonna shit the bed because I'm gonna we, get so full of myself. Yeah. That I'm just gonna put out a real dud, but who cares? I'm getting rich anyway. Yeah. We discussed that in the wrap-up show, which if people go to our website, they could uh, also become a Patreon. Yes, a patron. So what? Here's what we do. First of all, so last thing on the album, if you guys want to get it, if you don't have it yet, what are you waiting for? Get it now. The get reviews are in. Everyone loves it. It's uh, you can go to turnersparks.com. There's two ways to get it. Either you can buy it on Amazon, uh, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. There's a link you can click for that. Or if you want a physical CD, I am signing CDs for everybody. I'm opening on the inside. I'm writing a personalized note to you. Just sent one off to your parents, yeah. to uh, oh, Dr. Wow. Bob and <laughs> nice. uh, Lisa and Jan over there, the Kaplans in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so I signed the front and sent it to you. It's really cool. And then I just send it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll mail it straight to you, which we're going to get into. This is why I was at the post office. We're going to get into that in a, in a minute. But as Cap brought up earlier, also Patreon, guys. So this show, we come, this comes out once a week on Thursdays. Welcome to all of our new listeners. I know a lot of Larry the Cable Guy has been fantastic supporting me through this whole album process. Also retweeting all the the uh, where to get the album, all the, like the little clips I'm sending out. That's on Twitter. Also, last Friday he played my entire album straight through right after his show. The Larry Larry the Cable Guy. And I taped it, and I'm I'm selling it bootleg copies. If anyone wants to hit oh, me up good. separately, oh, I'm going to make some profit. Or uh, not to uh, <laughs> not to ruin Kaplan's uh, profits, but if you uh, if you have SiriusXM and you search Larry the Cable Guy, uh, uh, you can just go listen to it. It'll be <laughs> and you can tape it and sell it to other people. Yeah, you the can real tape, it, tape it and sell it to other people. So shout out to him. Thank you, Larry Cable Guy. And welcome to all our new listeners. If you want to support this show, this show is totally free. Every Monday it comes out in the United States. On Thursdays, every single Thursday, we have a bonus show. We have a wrap-up show where we wrap up what you just, uh, with producer Matt, 
my uh, Kaplan and myself, we wrap up last week's... And we give we, we tell some stories we don't tell here. We go deeper into some things. We go way deeper. Last hey. week we had on the show, we had Jeremy Pinsley talking about his birthright trip. So on the wrap-up show, Cap talked about his birthright a little bit. Producer Matt talked about his birthright. <laughs> and I talked about uh, church camp where we build Indian We talked about camp. We, I told a, a, a lost in a rewind story about a Kaplan family vacation. You saw, we told some good stories. So A lot of good catch stories. Catch up. So the, the way to you, get that... You tried to get on birthright? right but didn't like cocktail weenies enough don't uh, don't ruin it yeah people got to pay five bucks to get that info they yeah it's did. a teaser they want to they could tell his circumcision wasn't done by a moil they <laughs> looked at it closely but uh so to get involved in that to, to go to uh get that wrap-up show and more go to lost in america pod i n lost in america pod.com all the links are right there all right kept I have a little bit of news when you you said you already sent that you sent an album out to my dad you yes, said you sir, wrote you I wrote did. dr bob by the time they listen to this, hopefully it'll already be there. Oh, uh, you, but you signed it. You, you addressed it, Doctor Bob, to him. Of course. Oh, uh, sh- I should have told you. You should have. You had different news. Doctor Pocahontas is what we're calling him now. Oh. Because there's my dad took a DNA test. I gave him that for Father's Day, and he finally figured out how to take it. And yeah. He did the. He was like asking me, he's texting me, what do I do with this swap? They couldn't figure oh, it out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So a complicated thing, but he did it. He got back the news. It's he's ninety nine point like. 8% Ashkenazi Jewish, so no real surprises, but he's like 0.02% Native American. So that doesn't make him, that makes him the opposite of Pocahontas. No, he's more Pocahontas than Elizabeth Warren, I think. I know, but Pocahontas more, is what you call someone when they say they're Native American, but they're not. Oh, but I'm telling, I'm, I'm making He's him John it. Smith. He's, he's, when you, <laughs> is John, that the Pocahontas, the guy, who's the guy who banged Pocahontas? Who's there, bang, someone banged Pocahontas, I don't know the story. In the boy, in the movie, in the book. John Smith. John, John Smith. John Smith bangs Pocahontas? Of course, he's the white guy who comes over from Europe. Oh, and, so uh, one of my great, 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 we're just assuming that that's the story, it wasn't the other John way around? John Smith was a Jew, apparently. I think there was a he's Jewish. He's the white guy who comes and makes, it, makes her a little less savage? Exactly. I think, oh, was, I think there was a Jewish girl in my family long ago who just escaped Russia. She went east, ended up in like Alaska, so I'm found not, a Native American, then came back with a baby. That's my story. Uh, my but story of, is that your dad is not Dr. Pocahontas. Yeah. He's Dr. John Smith. Dr. John. All right, Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith to Still you. more Native American than Tyler Sparks and Elizabeth Warren. So yes, good news. definitely. Breaking and news. that means you are as well. Yeah, my, see, my test didn't show it as much or didn't show any. So I don't know. Uh, maybe we're not related. I don't know. You get, uh, well, you got you and your dad. That's for the wrap-up show. That's for the wrap-up show. That's the kind of details you'll get in we'll next get. week's Jerry wrap-up Springer show. Jerry Springer-style wrap-up show. Is Kaplan a bastard child? <laughs> Do we not know Kaplan's father? Yes. All right. Save it for the wrap-up show. I like it. Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Oh, wait. On the podcast today, we have us. Yeah, we did There's no guests. People said too many guests. They want to hear us. We figure we have all these new listeners now. And also, I want to say this. Our, our listens the last two weeks have been up, 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 up. They're going up every single week now. We're at numbers we haven't seen possibly ever. We haven't seen since we had a big Russian bot following that we seem to have we lost. Did it. We I don't know. What did we do, bots? Why did you stop following us? For some reason, we had Russian robots. It was a, two it years was a magical ago. month where we had crazy numbers, and <laughs> yeah. we thought we were going to be superstars. I was quitting my job. We're going to be counting our money. And then all of a sudden, the Russian bots found another. Po- they went to sorry, I've been so busy and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, but now we got real people, real live people now are listening. Now it's actually you guys listening. So, thank you. And on the album, I just want to say a sincere thank you to everybody. The last week was getting emails, texts, uh, tweets, 
uh, Instagram, any type of social media, a WeChat coming in from WeChat. all over the world. People are telling me, I just got it. A lot of people I knew, a lot of people I didn't know. They're like, a Twitter. Lot people, I saw people tweeting about it. A lot of tweets. It. A lot of people being like, this is great. I love it. I heard about you through Larry the Cable Guy, or I heard about you through the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. I, I'm a fan of those guys. They told me about you. So thanks to all my friends who told people, and then thanks to all those people and everyone who listened. And that's and keep right. telling people. And keep telling people because it's still available. It's still going <laughs> to so, It hasn't sold out yet. It doesn't go away. And I'll send you a signed copy. All right, Cap, let's, enough shilling. Let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. Back, Kaplan, producer Matt. I am lost in America this week. I'm lost in America today. Just to go behind the curtain a little bit, we're recording early because I'm flying to Texas uh, for some shows, uh, which, by the way, I might as well plug. Colonial Country Club, Royal Oaks Country Club, and River Hill Country Club, all in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So coming out to that. So we're recording earlier. We're recording specifically today is 9-11, right? September 11th. September 11th. Now, here's the thing. I didn't wake up this morning. It's been 18 years, and I know they say never forget, and I haven't forgotten, but when I woke up this morning, it wasn't first thing on my mind that today was 9-11. Was it you guys? Um, Were you guys thinking of 9-11 when you walked out of your house today? No. I kind of manu- just it's, it's manufactured if you say you woke up and you knew. Like, But I know at night, because you see the be- the towers of light. Every night I go for so, a walk with pancakes the dog. I see the lights. In New I York City, the, the day before 9-11. A week before, yeah. A week before a even. Week, yeah. I only noticed it yesterday. But they have these <laughs> lights that shoot up out of where yeah. the towers were, right? And so that's like reminds you that it's coming. But this morning I woke up, wasn't thinking about it. Uh, I have, as we discussed just a minute ago... I've, all these people are buying albums. Thank you very much. They're buying CDs, right? Yeah. So I'm signing them. I'm writing a note inside. Then I'm addressing it on the front. Are you writing uh, the terror? Don't let the terrorists win. Thanks for buying my album. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not thinking about 9/11 is my point. My album doesn't have to do with 9/11. <laughs> all right. There's not a single 9/11 reference. Joke? No 9/11 jokes. No 9/11 jokes in the album. But if the listeners don't buy your album, they support terrorists. Exactly. Yes. That's the message. We're exactly. Take home today. Thank you for bringing it all home. <laughs> so. I go down to the post office in Brooklyn. I go to mail these uh, 18 or 19 or 20, whatever they are. God, albums. You need an assistant. These You're CDs mailing your out. own albums out. I'm, I'm <laughs> signing it. I'm, I'm addressing it. I'm mailing it. I go down there and I get in the front of the line. I wait 20 minutes, get in the front of the line. And the lady says to me, she goes, sorry, can't send these after I've waited for 20 minutes. And it's like 18, 19 packages. I'm like, okay, why not? And she goes, you don't have a name. I'm like what? And she goes, "You don't have a name, and it's 9/11." Wait, you have a name like on the return address? She means? Yeah. Okay. So on the return address, I have my address, full address. <laughs> she thinks you're like the bomber. The, yeah. The I got you try to kill me. I have my full address, but no name. And she goes, "You don't have a name, and it's 9/11." And I go, "I was like, what?" And she goes, "Don't try to pull this shit on 9/11, I mean, sir." She said that like, this is exact quote. Pull this shit like not. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, "Don't try to pull this shit on 9/11, sir." <laughs> and I went, I started laughing. I go, whoa, like that. I was like, I thought she was joking. I go, whoa, whoa. I was like, hey, don't pin that on me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, pin go, don't pin 9/11 on me. And she goes, "You think this is a joke?" Oh boy. And then she she ramps it up. Oh, she, she goes a, a first she responder. Goes, she goes the post office. She goes. <laughs> 
25 people, 2,500 people didn't die so you could joke around on 9-11. Oh, my God. Yeah. First of all, how old was this person? 50. Like, okay, because I'm going to say she better be old enough to like really have been alive and remembering 9-11. Start with that, Lingle. She's fi- I would say about 50. It's closer to 3,000, second of all. I was going to say, the, the number on Wikipedia is <laughs> 2,900. 2009- 2,996, although yeah. 17 of those were terrorists. So you're right. right. But that's the thing, because people always say 3,000, and then like some like, proofreader's like, well, it's a little bit less than 3,000. Well, so, according also, to they her... Couldn't just, like, they couldn't get to 3,000 to make it a nice even number. They had to stop four shy. You're saying they, that people shouldn't have saved four more people? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to the post office lady in downtown Brooklyn, it was 2,500. Oh, you should have corrected her. I didn't... You, got, you got I, a grand offensive. The, you, don't have Matt, you didn't Matt with you at all I times. I Matt at all times. <laughs> she didn't like those uh, almost 500 extra people. She just didn't care for those ones. She didn't ones. care about them. It's such a weird story. She counted the terrorists, but she didn't count those 500. You realize if you had if you were Muslim or something, you could make this a viral story about, like, because, like, she's trying to... Bl- like, but you're just some white guy. So like, why? That gets me to my next yeah, point. Yeah. Okay. So then I start, so I'm like, well, what do I do? And she goes, uh, well, she goes, give me one of them. Write your name on one of them. Oh, no, I, let, let, I'm skipping ahead. So then she goes, uh, yeah, she goes, write your name on one of them. I'm going to weigh one of them. We'll figure out how much it is. And oh. then you decide what to do. I'm like, okay. And so I uh, give her the one and she goes, it's, uh, she goes, you want first class mail? She puts it on the scale. She goes, you want first class mail? And I'm like, uh, do you have anything less than that? And she goes, we don't. First is the cheapest we have. And I told you, don't joke around on 9-11. What was the joke? No, I don't know. Like, you should have really promoted your album. She thinks you're hilarious. I like, thinks everything's a joke. I, I know. And, <laughs> but it was, she, I was bombing if they were jokes. I don't mean to say that on 9-11. Oh, Jesus. So, so then she, she's like, I think these people at the post office assume that everyone else goes to the post office every day. We know every single rule of the post office. Did you know? First of all, did you guys know you were supposed to put your name? I've got. I've received tons of mail that doesn't have a name. First of all. It has a return address. As someone who's been pipe bombed, I can tell you that there, yeah. was a, there was a return address on the pipe bomb. That's one of the reasons we knew. Like crazy people put crazy stuff on their return addresses. It's how you get caught. Yeah. So the idea that the crazy people don't put a return address, I mean, that's, is that a law? That's what I asked. I said, is that a law? And that's when she brought up, the, she goes, 2,500 people haven't died, so you can joke around. But it's not a joke. It wasn't a joke. I mean, I used to put uh, my own, my whole scam used to be, you put your, if you don't have a stamp, you put your own address in the return address. Yeah. And then, or you put the address in the return address of where you want it to go. And then it ends up going back there because it gets returned. Well, that's how you copyright something, right? You, you mail it to no, yourself. No, you mail it to yourself. I'm saying if you don't have a stamp and you you put in the return address where you actually want it to go, oh. and then they return it to sender. <laughs> so that's what you, you this lady would yeah, not no, like. No. You. <laughs> all right. So then here's what I realized. Because then um, in the middle of all, so there's one more thing that happened. So then she goes, she weighs it, and she's like, all right, fine. Uh, I can give it to you for two seventy five. I can mail it for two seventy five, which is perfect because I charge three dollars for shipping. I'm like, that's perfect. You're making right? a profit off these people. No, but these I have sets. to buy. I have to buy the package oh, to put it in, which money. is thirty cents. Oh, you're losing five cents. So I'm like, I'm album. losing five cents. That's fine. So then she goes, all right, I can do it for uh, two seventy five. Read those. She goes, read those instructions. No, she goes, push the red button. Like, there's a red button. Like, do you approve of what's in there? There's no flammable, no liquid, mm. no blah, 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 right? And so I look through. There's a green button and a red button. Oh, she, my God. So I look at it, and she goes, just push the red button. And I'm like, okay. So I push the red button, and she goes, you didn't even read it. 
<laughs> she's <laughs> like, now you're really joking around with me. She's really trying to entrap you. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't read it. What do you? You told me not to. So, so were there a lot of postal carriers lost that day or something? Like, <laughs> why is she taking such great offense to this? Yeah. I have no idea. She's the was only there a huge one. line. Yeah, there's like 20 people behind are... me. She's the only one there. All the other four, meanwhile, on 9/11, the other four are all closed. Mm, they're so all they on 9/11 have memorial. The respect to go work on 9/11. Then I, 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 it all dawns on me what's going on. And you brought up a good. I think you brought up profiling earlier. I'm not sure, <laughs> but here's what it re I realized. Typically, my typical what I wear every day. I wear pants. I usually wear a collared shirt. Sometimes a suit if I'm going to the club. Going to the Friars club. club. Yes. Yeah. Today, I don't have shows tonight. I'm coming in doing this. I'm going home. I got packing. So I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm wearing a Dead Milkman t-shirt. Dead Milkman t-shirt. I'm wearing a Ooh. rock band t-shirt from the 1980s. Dead Mil a also, lot of Milkman died in that day, young man. A lot of Milkman <laughs> died that day. I also realize, curse me the devil, I look young for my age. So she's educating you. She's racially profiling, no, aging me. you, age profiling you, age and racial. Because Kaplan, who are the bomb? Who are the people who's in pipe bombs? Who are the kids shooting schools? Who are the people <laughs> who causing? Are the who are the people causing all the problems? It's young white men. So now you're saying young white men are being profiled. This is a black lady. Oh, She's looking at me. I Everyone do. else in the entire. I'm in downtown Brooklyn. Everyone else in the whole post office is black. Wow, you see, you're call, you're. It's a hate crime. You're calling. You it's a hate crime. Blue shirt. She's racially profiling me as, a, as someone who would send bombs through the mail so then she's like lecture in the middle of lecturing me, she's waving <laughs> she knows dr bob kaplan's a threat she looked at that uh, address <laughs> she does so she's waving one of the packages at me because finally she goes all right write your name on every one of these and i'll do them one by one so now that everyone behind me hates me they want me to you know get racially they want me to get bombed because they're they have to wait 30 extra minutes so i do this one by one then uh in the middle of the one by one she's taking oh, she has to make you leave the line she makes, I was like, I'll leave the line and do this and come back. She, she goes, no. She you, wants everyone to hate you. She's shaming me. Yeah. She goes, you stay right here and you, you write your name on these one by one and I'll do them one by one and everyone else can just wait. Yeah. And I'm like, I think she wanted me to say no, but I'm like, okay. Oh. Because uh, you can't shame me. We're in a post-shame world. You can't shame Turner Sparks. Well, no. this actually was post-shame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Uh, in the middle of, this is the final note, in the middle of lecturing me, she's waving one of the packages at me, and she goes, how do these people know that you're not sending something dangerous? And I look at the package, and she's waving one that has Myrna and Gary Sparks on it, uh. and I'm like, those people know, because those people are my parents, <laughs> and I'm sending them a CD that's of me. I was like, I just recorded an album, oh, it's my first time. comedy CD, <laughs> and I'm sending it to my parents. Uh, I don't think they're going to be worried. And she, and this is what she says. She goes, likely story. Mm. And then just turns around. You should have said to her, uh, I would have sent it to arrive on 9-11, not send it out on 9-11. <laughs> have you ever thought that she knows who you are, is a big fan, and doesn't want your mail to get lost in America? Maybe. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Well, yeah. if she I is, mean, shout out to her. I mean, I, you know, you, I woke up today, yes, earlier, and I wasn't really thinking about 9-11. But I was walking pancakes. I had a, Shame I, on you. I got the email that you never want to get that I was like overdrawing my checking account. I'm like, oh, I got to go deposit some cash. So I walked to the bank with the dog. Hope Randy's not listening to this episode. No. And then I, I'm coming back and I'm it's like, the streets are blocked off. And I was like, oh, the, the around the police station. Yeah. There's the, uh, they're, they're having a memorial service. So I was like sort of head on it. I was like, you know what? I felt like that'll make me feel good about myself. I'll go sit, stand here at the memorial service. Yeah. But then I'm staying there long enough where then Pancakes starts uh, squealing. She's not antsy. She has no respect. <laughs> Pancakes, Kevin, So now I'm the like, oh, they're a Jewish dog, doesn't listen. Because what happened was the guy was in the middle of doing, it was like a priest or a chaplain. 
Yeah. And he was getting a little Jesus-y, but I was like, this I can deal with because it's 9-11. It's like, it's an American thing. It's not sure. a religious thing. So I was trying to be really respectful. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Put my head. I was like, I was bound like, your head. I was bound a little like pledge of, like when you do when, the, when they sing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. And then pancakes, I could tell, I could sense her. She's about to bark. So I'm like, all right, I got to drag her out of here. <laughs> and, like, dog. and then there's a coffee place like in the middle of where the memorial. And I was like, it's like an outdoor thing, but I didn't want to like, I'm like, if I order it outside, yeah, because you do it with dogs, and then I'm going to get shushed. I was in a bill, bill bind. I was like, if I get, if I go and order outside, people are going to be mad. I'm making noise, but I can't bring dogs inside. I'm like, it's better to just, I brought the dog inside. Yeah, you have nowhere and, to and, go. And they didn't, they didn't say anything. The cops were busy, the memorial center. Good. And then Matt, you, uh, you're a little younger. So what's your like 9-11, uh, like, how do you, like, what, what does the day mean? Like, do you wake how up? How old were you when it happened, first of all? I, I mean, I was 11 when it happened. So it's like, I definitely, I definitely remember where I was. I didn't understand the significance of it until I got home at the end of the day. I, like, I, I didn't really know what the World Trade Center was because I was 11. Yeah. And I didn't grow up in New York. So it's like, it didn't hit me that something big had happened until I get home and like my father's there at the end of the school day watching the news. I'm like, oh, something serious has happened. Yeah. Where were you? Oh, you were in uh, where? Uh, I mean, Western Mass. Massachusetts. Western Mass. You were in, were you in Miami? No, you were in. I was at the University of Miami yeah. at, as a fresh, a sophomore at University of Miami, yeah. but this is what they don't tell you about University of Miami. It's basically New Jersey. So people were affected, yeah. Everyone's, and everyone's parents work in New York City. So a lot of people couldn't get in touch with their dads all mm. day. I remember no, one yeah, of A lot our, of people were probably, yeah, can't for I remember we had this one asshole teacher who tried to still have class that day, emailed us and said, this doesn't mean class is canceled. That's amazing. And then like an hour later, the school emailed everyone and said, everything's canceled. Yeah. I mean, I was in LA and I didn't have a job at the time, so I don't know what people did work-wise, but I, I remember waking up in like the answering machine. Well, in LA, it was like 6 a.m. Yeah. So and you I, probably uh, like missed the- Well, initial. there was an answering machine from my roommate's mom being like, don't go downtown today. Like I heard her saying something about that. And then I remember the alarm clock went off like, I don't know, 9 a.m. because I'm- Unemployed, sure. And it had Howard Stern was on, and he was talking. Yeah, he was that's the legendary. He was like cast. yelling about like something about Arabs and this, and I was like, something really bad happened in Israel today or something. Because he was like all fired up and angry. Yeah. Um. So that, and then in L.A., I spent all day watching the news, and it's like, yeah, like, can I order pizza? Like, what do you do? And then like days go by, and you're like, can I go? I was supposed to meet uh, our friend Jared for a drink one night. Like, can we have drinks tonight? Yeah, you're so not it, sure. It was like three days later. Well, like, like no think, one, like Letterman was canceled for two weeks. Yeah. Everybody was off the air. So, uh, any. Slight comedy. If, yes, was comedy off the air. so we went out. To, but in LA, we went out for drinks, and it was like people were acting like nothing had happened. It was like very weird. Oh, really? To me. I was more affected because I don't. I mean, I guess because they're West Coast. They were very like everyone just kept talking about it. Like, um, oh, it's going to happen here next. Like they're so full of themselves. Like they were like, sure. They kept saying the Die Hard Towers. There's that on that. If the movie Die Hard, there's those towers in LA and Century City that are like the same as the World Trade Centers were, but smaller. So everyone was like, that's going to be the next target. As if Osama bin Laden was sitting around watching, watching Die, Hard. Die Hard being like, I got them out, now I got to take them next. Well, that's it. It was very much like your, uh, not to relate to two, but for you, it was like your heart attack in the sense that everyone then right. thought it was going to happen to them. Right. I remember in our town in Folsom, California, next to the Folsom prison, they closed the dam Yeah. for like... Years, I would say like three or four years because they're like, oh, if we open it back up, a terrorist is going to bomb it and then it'll flood Sacramento. Yes. Yeah, so like- I'm assuming you mean closed it for tours, not like they just closed it so water isn't <laughs> getting through and it gets backed up. <laughs> they cl- you used Turn to be able know. to. No, I, I didn't explain it properly. You used to be able to drive over. It's like in the middle of the city. Uh, so it was the way to get from one side of town to the other to drive across it. 
Yeah. It wasn't now, like out in the wilderness. Right. It's like a tourist thing. Now they're and like, so can't that it close. wasn't a tourist thing. It was like a uh, lo- logistics, like I need to get to work. You have to go across the dam. So then everyone had to do this like 20 minute reroute for like years and years and right. years. And in LA, it was like the movie studios, they would make it like you had, because I was a messenger a lot of my temp jobs. Yeah. And every car, they would search the trunk because they were, again, like he's going to blow up a movie studio. And it was sure. like very so, inconvenience. So, so, so I think like, the Folsom thing, that's just arrogance thinking, oh, we're important enough that we're going to be the first damn bomb. That's yeah. my it's point. Like, it's like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. not going to go for the Hoover Dam. Like, right. L.A., yeah, they could go for a major celebrity. The Folsom yeah, Dam. Yeah, L.A., though, it was a lot of the arrogance. Like, we're as big as New York. We're going to be next, obviously. Like, that, that could have happened. It could have happened, yeah. More, Fols- more Folsom, Folsom, I think, is like 127th on the list, maybe. <laughs> Probably Ooh. pretty low. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of listeners at Folsom, but, you know. Probably pretty low. Yeah, if you're listening, terrorists, it's a good place to go. No, we're not, we're not. no, 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 but no, no, no. We accept any listeners. But, you know, my on that, on the the age note the one last thing i was thinking about was they sent home a thing yesterday from the school saying that they're gonna t- i guess they just was signed into law in new york state just before 9-11 cuomo uh got a new law signed in the state where they t- have to teach all public school they're gonna have a moment of silence today in all the public schools oh yeah that's good to, and so i'm just got, i'm really not dying is the wrong word i'm interested when i get home uh tonight to hear from the kids like it's like a weird like obviously, kids who were alive then, no matter what their age, you'd have to explain to them in some capacity. They couldn't, if they, especially if they were in New York, you couldn't just ignore it. Like it happened. Yeah. But like I've never explained to my kids 9/11. Obviously, like oh, you treat it like Tiananmen Square. <laughs> exactly. Like it didn't happen. Well, why would I ever bring it up to them? Like I mean, you know. So it's a you know. I'm gonna. I'm you know what, you don't bring spin. it up on 9/11. Like oh, this is what's going on today. This is why because this we don't, happened. Because there's no, like, they don't take part in a, like, ceremony that they've That's ever crazy been. to me. In New York City, they I would figure they'd always done something every I year. I think once I brought it up, there we saw something with the pictures, and I we mentioned something about a plane. But I think we did mention it once, but it was, like, I didn't really explain how many people died or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, so. Not like the lady at the post office Especially today. since we just preempted the Kaplan to, family trip on a plane. Take I'm the not, kids to the post office, and yeah. don't put don't put the name on it and see what happens. Take the ki- All right, I'll teach them that. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I'll report back next week if they have any interesting theories, because, like, you know, they do these shooter drills and the kids have to explain that to you that's why they say they teach them it's like an animal could be in the house you know so like they don't they might sugarcoat is what i'm trying to say we'll find out when i uh when i get we'll find out next week or maybe next on the wrap-up show we'll do on the wrap-up show all right should we get to us oh yeah we've been waiting it's really rude of us we're really 25 minutes in we haven't brought us in yet we haven't brought us in yet bring us in <laughs> back love the music it never gets old it's still good i'm glad we brought that over there was some we had a really legally to bring the stuff over from the end days yeah a lot fight for the right star stuff but we did it good thing we fought we fought (laughs) a lot of t's to cross a lot of blue shirt thanks again for that blue shirt coming through people want blue shirt back by the way i get a lot of people on the streets asking me about blue shirt yeah and in you i was just saying to you you would you had a inst me the other day i thought it was a pocket inst so you're not a I'm not on it. No, I haven't been insing. I got recently. this alert. I was all, I was no, all for our old listeners. I haven't been insing. Last thing I want to say about that 9/11 lady down at the post office. I think that by me waking up this morning and forgetting and ha- not having it in the front of my head that it was 9/11 is disrespecting the terrorists. That set, that yeah. is that means we won. Yeah, that means life has moved on. That's the age-old debate with stuff like this. I think that her making every little thing about 9-11 and I didn't put my name I forgot to put my name on a package I was sending and that was me disrespecting the lives of Bla- no it's her she's the one keeping it going yeah and I think it's I mean 
Look, it's it's interesting because I remember there's been that debate about what do you do because you don't want to yeah you don't want to wallow in like one you know something you move on but you want to honor the you know pay respect and sure like, I know in Israel what was I dis- she no. thinks I was disrespecting the no she was being overly dramatic in a way that she's trying to like it's like when you try to carry it like I'm going to show you how much I'm caring about and it's yeah like I would you know we talked we've been talking about she Israel nine eleven woken yeah well so there's a day uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, and in Israel on that day, they play, the whole country stops. They play like a, like a, like a bell almost like a, and every, it's a really surreal thing. You know, there's videos of this. It's like two minutes, a minute. I'm not sure. It's like a moment of silence nationally and everyone stops the whole country and they just think about it, but then they go about their, you know, they don't, it's like just, we're going to honor, but then we're going to move on. Like, we're not going to just like, yeah. and that's a much, you know, like we have to like pick you, of course, you can't dictate you your should life. spend a moment every time in nine 11, I guess, thinking about it in a way, whatever's or never, never forget, of course, but you can't spend the whole day being like, I'm going to act differently today. Cause it's nine 11. Just getting pissed at everybody in line. I mean, well, it's like, I have a friend who texted me this morning saying something along the lines of like, it, it just still bothers me that people attacked our city. It's like, yeah, okay. It bothers you, but. You can't do anything about it. You're not like it's 18 years in the past. Why let it affect your life now? Yeah. Like, why let it alter anything that you're doing? It's, I mean, yeah. And I think thankfully, like as someone who lived through it, I remember you just assume there'd be like all these more attacks in major cities. And yeah. the fact that we've been, I mean, for all the problems we have right now. Yeah. We, we haven't been uh, attacked again. And nuclear and all sorts of stuff. So I, I, you know, I mean, Randy Kaplan's birthday's tomorrow. Well, from when we're recording this. Sure. So, you know, I'm always looking at Re- restaurant reservations and if you know if 9-11 was a Friday or Saturday night like am I allowed has enough time gone by where I'm allowed to get a nice restaurant because you know you, you know it, it, she, she, you don't want to be born, born on 9-11 yeah that, it's tough it's tough birthday it's, it's a people, tough birthday you don't want to don't go to a restaurant where you're going to have postmen giving you a hard time I have go a friend real. I think I brought this up before but I have a friend whose um, wedding anniversary was on 9-11 which is an odd one because he got married like three years ago yeah, he picked it. I so mean. they picked nine eleven. That's interesting. The, the, the real question is the people who are conceived on nine eleven. Like, what were your parents? Uh, right. Like, there's a lot of blackout babies they talk about because there's no power. But yeah, if you were, but it's like a if you're born baby, nine months after nine eleven, you that, that draws some things into question about your parents. That's a tough one. All right, your let's parents, move on from nine eleven. You might be related to Bin Laden if you. You might be a terrorist <laughs> if your if your family was celebrating it. If you're conceived on nine eleven, yeah, but there must have been be not to make light of it. But yeah, people do have sex in bad times, so it's you know <laughs> it happens. People, you think the world's gonna end? It's you know. Here's what I want to do. <laughs> Moving on. I want to. I can say things I'm not gonna say. Yeah. This <laughs> In this episode, we're talking about the album, right? So mm-hmm. I want to read reviews. So if you guys want to, uh, uh, another way, obviously buy the album, but another way, another good thing to help me out is to uh, review it on iTunes. It's super easy to do. Go on iTunes, click on the album, and then leave a review. Tons of people have been doing it. Tons of our friends who've left reviews for this show, Lost in America. You can tell because they have the same screen names. They've also been going over there. And some of these reviews have been hilarious. They're all five stars. Thank you very much. So I want to read a few of them. We haven't got that guy that we've lost him for now. Yeah, he hasn't tracked me down. All right, good, good, good. The guy who hates us. Uh, First one I want to read. Can I read this? Yeah, read it. Great album by Billy Bush 2020. Billy Bush, for those who are not longtime listeners, he was a guest of ours early on in the podcast. We had a real coup. We got right after Billy Bush um, got had his problems over there with the uh, <laughs> with the, with the, the pussy grabbing <laughs> pussy grabbing tape. Meanwhile, 
Blaming the audience. Blaming the victim. Blaming the victim. Blaming the audience. All he was doing was, all he was guilty of was being a good audience member. Yeah, he it's was like every, laughing every, at Donald Trump making a joke. Donald Trump was not a president at that point. But he, he was, was an entertainer. just a guy. And if that's like the, everyone who hates on Chappelle's special, blaming the people in the audience. Yes. Being like, they can't work Cancel again. them. <laughs> cancel them. They were he laughing. Was, I think, Anyone who was laughing in that audience. I think Billy Bush was the first victim of cancel culture. <laughs> he was the Right? <laughs> And he he just sat there and was like chuckling along with it. It's like, okay, I don't know what to say here, so I'm just yeah. going to go with the Any, flow. Anybody who's been around a famous person, whenever they say something, you're not going to like... You're, he's a jur- he's trying to interview them. You're not going to be like, you shouldn't say that. Like, or, you're like nervously laugh. Yeah, yeah. Or anyone who's not... Like, isn't uh, not... not a non-confrontational person or you yeah. don't want to be an asshole and shut down every part of the conversation. Yeah. It's like you don't just shut things down like that. Exactly. Free Billy Bush. Free Hashtag. Billy Bush. So, so God bless you, Billy Bush 2020. All right. 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what the name is. If he primary Trump, that'd be, he's got the Bush name. He's a known quantity celebrity. He could. It's time because for another. Because the Bush name is so hot right now. Yeah, it's true. time for another Bush in the White House. Yeah. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been too long. Um. So anyway, Billy Bush, we had him on. You know, some people say it was him. Some some people say it was comedian Joe Schaefer but anyway it sounded like Billy Bush yeah. and he used to call into the show and he was a great guest of ours and this guy was a, obviously he still has fans because Billy Bush 2020 followed me over to the album nice and uh, left a review he said Turner is funny on every continent and this set is one of his best I would highly recommend this album to any fan of comedy China ice cream and or prescription contact lenses oh and then he says, a lot of fans of prescription contact lenses out there. <laughs> if you're specifically a fan of prescription contact lenses, he recommends this album. Yeah, okay. And then he says, get her done. Get her done. There oh. you go. Oh. The next one comes from Oki Lane. Do we know who that is? They've reviewed the pod, Oki Lane, I believe. Have they? Whoever that is, is a it fan says, of the pod. Someone between, somewhere between Steve Simone and Gareth Reynolds. Does anyone know who Gareth Reynolds is? I'm guessing a comedian. I'm maybe a comedian. I think uh, producer Matt's... Or a country singer. Googling him over there. Steve Simone's a good friend of mine. He's a stand-up comic yeah. in Los Angeles. He's been on the podcast. He's been on the pod. Has he been on the pod? Yes, he's been on the pod. Steve's been on the pod. Steve's one of the best <laughs> out there. Oh, yeah. We talked about Chinese restaurants. Yes. Steve's one of the best. I'm going to go do his podcast soon. Uh, and he's a clean comic, so maybe it's somewhere in there. Maybe the he guy heard about comics, me yeah. through that. But he says uh, that Oki Lane says, I might only, might only buy three comedy albums this year, but this is one of them. Is the other one not Gaffigan? The other one's Garrett Reynolds, I think. I would guess Gareth Reynolds and Steve Simone. <laughs> Maybe Gareth Reynolds is just a friend of his. He's trying to plug. We got to plug in on our podcast. Anything on Gareth Reynolds over there, producer Matt? Gareth. I'm just finding a mid, t- like a middling actor. I don't. An actor? <laughs> Maybe you're, like you're, some you're, random. Do I look like? He's him? a character actor that you're. You have a good G A R E T H. I mean, it's a very Welsh name, but all right, keep looking. Keep I mean, looking. I guess if I, if I squint, he looks like you a little bit. Here we go. Uh, all right, we'll keep like, squinting, and that, that's a racist comment. <laughs> Next one uh, from Erica Suji. I've listened to the album four times so far. So hilarious! First time I listened to a comedy album over and over, and it's funnier each time. Wow, a must download for millennials. Millennials, yeah, <laughs> she's a millennial. <laughs> Look at that. We I'm got- looking for flights to Erica. NYC to see Turner live. Wow, you're a big fan. Fly it in. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, um, Ace Panga. Oh, I might know who, who that is. I, comments over on the, uh, uh-huh. on the message boards. Yeah, yeah. At, on our show says, great stuff. Way better than Gaffigan or Weird Al. Oh, okay. That's so, good. You didn't I, sing it all, though. It's interesting the people I'm getting compared to. Yeah, Weird Al and you, I've never seen that. I but. think it's because Weird Al and Gaffigan were both at the top of the charts. Yeah. With me battling it out. Weird Al's got a column 
Weird Al has like 20. Well, still, that's amazing. People keep buying. He's still at the top of the chart. Can I say, because uh, I've never really looked at comedy charts until the past couple weeks. Right. Who does this? So Weird Al is has like five of them up there. Jim Gaffigan But has, new Weird Al. It's not like no, buying like a Michael Jackson the song. Oh, no, the 80s. No, 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 oh, it's no. old stuff. It's everything. It's 90s, 80s, recent. Uh, uh, Gaffigan has a ton. John Mulaney has a bunch. It's all like the same seven people, and they have right. like... 10 each and then in the top 20 there are still two count them two bill cosby albums he's a top 20 performer yeah <laughs> it's album sales on album iTunes. Sales. wow yeah so i mean hey 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 can't cancel him <laughs> can't cancel bill those checks he, are still coming into prison was he found guilty yeah he's in prison <laughs> oh i couldn't remember <laughs> i don't keep up with the news you don't keep up with the news so uh, we can't we can try to get him on the phone he's very lost in america Uncanceled. No, no, just keep no, him. No, he's very canceled. <laughs> yeah. Please. I, well, this one says download with caution. Mm. In, international assassin on the microphone. Oh, she, that's not, on 9 11, I don't like that joke at all. Oh, that's from SCVG12. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, just, should, should we do one more? We might have done. We've got too many reviews to do them all. So many reviews. But keep people who are fans of the pod, leave a review that does help uh, get the on iTunes, right? Leave a review for our sh- the pod. Podcast and your album. And my album. Do them both at the same time. Why not? And yeah. uh, anyway, let's do one more from Connells. I think I know who that is. It says, super funny perspective from Turner on his experiences living in China over a decade. And then coming back to the, the U.S. Oh, wait, there's one more I want to read. From The Real T.S., who I don't know who that is, because hmm. I'm Turner Sparks. Yeah. This person must also have T.S. as initials. They say this is and the first time. Tyler Sparks, perhaps? It's not Tyler, because I know he's Ace Spangler. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so it says, he thinks I'm better than Weird Al. Yeah. This says, this is the first comedy album I've listened to, and I loved every second of it. Of it. The high five track made me laugh out loud while walking down the street. Maybe he's just a huge fan, so he calls himself T.S. in your, it might be a stalker. Maybe it's a stalker. I'll take stalkers. Yeah, we could use stalkers. That'd be good for Lost America segments, good for ratings, good for everything. It's good. It's great for ratings. <laughs> Anybody needs, unless uh, it was good for everyone except Selena. Didn't she get killed by a stalker? Yeah, we send us. If you want to send us crazy, like uh, like voodoo doll thing shit, like if you wanted to scare us a little, we'll take it. Send us stuff. You know, I did have a heart attack. Though, to so what address? To stand up New York. Send it to send stand, stand up, up New, New York, York to yeah. Blonde John. Blonde John, he's, he's working for us <laughs> downstairs. Producer Matt. Yeah. So uh, that's that. So the album's out, you guys. So they're Pick happy over there. Get her done. Like how did how did you get up on Get Her Done? Do get we even Her notice? Done Records is very happy. Get Her Done Records is not necessarily new, but I think they put out one or two albums a long time ago, and then they've just kind of kicked it back into gear recently. So they put out a uh, let's see, Tammy Pascatelli right. album a couple months but ago. They said we're, they made a note. We're looking for new comics. We're looking for new comics because the Tammy Pascatelli album was also it was like a greatest hits of hers, right? Or maybe it was a reissue of an old album. So this was the first one in a long time where they've put out a new, all new material, uh, kind of an up and coming comic like myself, a new new thing that's coming out. So Larry the Cable Guy has been around for obviously a very long time, been very successful, tours the United States, still doing theaters, selling out all over the place. He does a lot of, I've gotten to know him more over the courses. He's an amazing dude. He does a ton of charity, like way more than I realized. So he's going to be in Dallas the same time I am next week or this week as you're listening to this. He's doing... I think it's a possibly like a state fair or something, some kind of fairgrounds. Is that a charity, state fair? A hundred percent of his money he's giving to charity. Which charity? I don't know. Not, whatever ones he because like, if you can get a nine eleven charity, you should go back to that post office. And he be might like, do that. He money. might do that. It did wounded war. It's stuff. Wounded, like, uh, exactly. He does, he does stuff like that, right? A lot of that kind of stuff. So he does a ton of shows. He gives all the money to charity. So uh, I'm trying not. to meet up with him while I'm out, while I'm out there. We'll see. Yeah, if you got to meet up with Larry Cable. That'd be good for the pod. 
It'd be great. I want to get him on this pod. We got to get him on the pod. Yeah. Next time he comes to New York City. How I about think that? he's the opposite of Lost in America. I feel like he is like Mr. America. Like he can explain America to well, us. Well, except for the cable fact that except, you brought up, oh, which I, I heard him bring up recently. Yeah, yeah. He's got to fix the name. We can help him, maybe. Larry the Streaming? He makes me, though, I make, because of Larry the Cable Guy's support, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep cable. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I, I, I feel like indirectly, I just want to keep supporting cable. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so I just tell Larry, tell Larry that. And, uh, so the album, what happened was I was uh, working with uh, Ruben Paul, who's been on the podcast. Yeah. His manager was helping me about a year ago put together working on this project there's people who want to do a documentary on me about the life in china with comedy and comedy in asia and all that stuff so to take you behind the curtain we were working on that ruben's manager offered to help me out just for that project let's get to let's try and do this that thing kind of hit the skids uh and uh the people on the other side the, the production team kind of fell apart and it never happened but over the course of that i got to know her and she said hey is there anything else you want to do and i said yeah i'd like to record a, i have this hour of comedy i've been doing on the road now i'd like to record it and then move on and start writing new material as we've been talking about so once you record it you put it aside you move on to new stuff right and if you haven't recorded it any yet it, yet it's really hard to move on because you don't want to just, it's like a band writing a new song. The song's great. Never putting it on an album and just stop playing it. Yeah. Like you want to put it somewhere. Let's get it out there. So it lives forever. Yeah. So then you can do something new. And so she, she said, okay, send me what you got and we'll see what we can do. So I sent it to her. Uh, and I recorded it in my pocket one night when I was at a comedy club somewhere, right? And she got back to me and she said, hey, is this clean? It sounds like it's clean. Is the whole thing clean? I said, yeah, it's clean. I do clean comedy. And she goes, I don't right. believe in the F word. I learned that at Camper. Well, only for this pot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not on my stand-up act because yeah. then you can perform anywhere. Yeah. It's pretty Country easy not to. And, yeah. you can, I can get my point across without having Yeah, you know, it makes you work uh, smarter. A little bit smarter. It makes you work smarter. Exactly. So I do that. Uh, she says, if it's clean, I got this, we got this label, Larry, the cable guy has this label. He only wants clean comics, but he's looking for up and coming people. I think he would like this. So she, I say, yes. So she sends it to him. He gets back. Yeah, it's great. So when he likes it, she says, okay, here's the deal. If you record with him, he, it's his label, but it gets, it also gets put out through comedy dynamics, which is this very big, uh, production company. They put on everything up to like the Kevin, the new Kevin Hart special. Ooh. They did. Mm. So they do specials that go on to Netflix, go on to Amazon, go on to TV. Uh, they did the Gaffigan one that I'm battling it out with right now on Amazon. That's Jim, That's uh, Comedy Dynamics. Oh, they're making so money each way. They're making money off everybody. So they do that all the way down to they do records with people like me. So, But the good thing is once you get in the system, once you do the record, if they like you, then you, you can start moving up the city. Like they already know who you are now. You're on the radar. You're you know? on the radar. Whereas if you do it all by yourself, you may, it's, it's possible and you make a little more money maybe because you're not splitting yeah, it Because we know, I mean, I know other comedians who have filmed specials in the past couple of years. But yeah. a lot of them are, are most people doing like on labels or you think a lot of people release them themselves or? Well, if it's on TV, it's probably through some kind of production company. Right. But I mean, the albums. Like on, but like on iTunes, they can just release it. A lot of the albums yeah. you people put out themselves. Yeah. Right. And because mm -hmm. that, because the, uh, the behind the curtain on that is that you get a hundred percent of like when it goes on to Sirius XM, you get all the money, you get all the money, you get the producer money plus the artist money. Right. Yeah. So when you work with a label, you get the artist money, but they get the producer money. But I have a way bigger platform now. Cause anytime I'm tweeting about this album over the last couple of weeks, yeah, Larry, the cable guys retweeting you it. The cable bump comedy dynamics has a million followers. They're retweeting it. 
So plus, it's I'm in their system. If I want to do something in the future, I can go back to the same people. Yeah. They already called me. It came out on a Friday. They called me that evening and said, hey, let's do something else soon. Friday night, they're calling you. That that's, night, how, that's how hard they're working for you. Day they're up. Calling. They called me on a Friday night, and they said, let's do something soon. Let's do it again. And clearly not a Jewish company. And clearly not. not. Uh, I didn't expect them to be. Not a Jewish Friday company. Night. Well, they're, you know. A comedy, a comedy company? Not well, <laughs> based out of Hollywood. That's true. Oh. It's like that very easily could have been Jewish. Yeah, well, they, they don't. No one follows. You know, nobody follows this anymore. The Friday night thing. Maybe they're Tur- bad Jews. They're bad Jews. People yeah. were these younger Jews are working on the holidays. It's really bad. Not to step on this, but we have the Jewish holidays coming up. Yes. And I'm holding firm because I know a lot of Jews younger than me are working, and I like I feel like a representative. Like they're working because they, they feel like oh I'm not religious. I don't really care. Oh no, they're, but they're missing a... the point. You gotta like establish. Yeah, you get. We've day got off. this thing going. Yeah. I'm not gonna let it be destroyed because these millennials are like workaholics and want to save their vacation days for a trip to. No to way. So I'm I'm not <laughs> gonna be working Rosh Hashanah. That is where they're all going. Yeah. So I know of. I, don't I, work Rosh Hashanah. I'm telling all of our Jews out there, hold tight. You don't work Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, please. It's a good message. You can eat at home. Just don't. You know. Anyway, go on. Exactly. So uh, anyway, so it was. I we decided. I decided to do it with Larry with Gator Done records with comedy dynamics um and it was like the best decision ever he's he's amazing the label's been great everyone's been cool uh they've been promoting it it went to number two life's good blah 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 is yeah yeah expecting like some uh some jewelry and stuff rich now she's like i'm married to the number two comedian in america she does think we're rich yeah Yeah. which uh, she's like when can i quit my job i'm like let's slow down we need to get that money to come in explain to you about record sales in 2019 when they say number two exactly (laughs) it's not 1984 but also you're getting the serious x in play oh the last part is that he owns his own he larry the cable guy and jeff fox where they have their own station on serious which you've been on which I've been on, and also when you when the owner of the station also has a record label and puts out your record, you're probably gonna get a little airplay on the station. Yeah. So, so. they played the whole thing last. So week. when you're dri- what number is that? Do we remember when we're driving around in Sirius? Uh yeah, it's channel ninety seven. Ninety seven. So put that in your favorites if you got a car. It's called Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup, yeah. channel ninety seven. Go, yeah, put that in your favorites. I'm gonna put it. In. I got the Howard Stern station. I got the Mad Dog Radio. There in you my go. Talk section. I'm gonna put it in that number three. 97. There you go, Kaplan. Should we get to the news? Yeah, there's got to be something else going on in the world besides 9/11 and you. <laughs> there might be. Play the music. First news story of the week today comes to us from the Daily Mail. U.S. Map U.S. Map shows the average cost of a date night in each state, which is nearly three hundred dollars in New York, but just thirty eight dollars in South Dakota. Producer Matt, this is news for Matt. Yeah, this, this is a hundred. This is why we need Patreon listeners. You're on the front lines of dating. This is why I stick to fir- cheap first dates. Is this true? Three hundred dollars. They're going based off. Uh, this is saying for dinner for two, a bottle of wine, and two movie tickets. Who's buying a bottle of wine? Well, at the dinner, on a first I think they mean, date. Well, you got to get them. What this do you is, mean? I think this is more like okay, you're in a relationship and need to have a night out kind of thing. Like that's how I read. You that. never do a movie date, do you? I rarely. I mean, it's terrible. Not yeah. a first. I've done that as like third or fourth date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you've that's done when, talking. When you run out of stuff to say, so you're, for, you start to hook up a little bit, but you need to like something to do before. Yeah. For, for, first date is you get drinks and talk. You, sometimes you do coffee. I've done a museum date, but something that facilitates conversation. Yes. 
Second date, you can maybe go see some music. Go do something a little bit different where Bowling. you can still talk. What date Bowling do you have dinner? When would you have dinner? What date? 10? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> depends how well the first date goes. Right. Because I do... <laughs> that, that's code for if we, yeah. uh, if we bang. See, that, I was always conflicted by these two things. One... I don't want to spend money, as you might know. So, and I, I, so I wouldn't really want to. But I also love to eat. Yeah. And like, and I like to eat. Like, it's nice. Those to two, eat. Don't, yeah, those conflict. You, you just don't eat. Like, very rarely you, as a guy, especially when you're younger, go out to a good restaurant with a, with your friends. Never. Like, unless it's a group dinner for a birthday, which is something we need to do when we're younger. We do it now. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I would like to do a, a date that involved a meal, even if I was. Gonna, I knew it was a waste of money because I like just like I just want to eat something, but, and I like to have a reason to go to a place. <laughs> but so I'd, I'd sooner go to like. A, a nice place, but where you're going to get like a $20 meal and drinks, not... Right. Here's what I want to tell you, Producer Matt. It's $300 in New York, 38 in South Dakota. Here's my idea. You fly Bye. to South Dakota, go on a first date. It's cheaper Wait, than... Wait, how much is a flight days? to South Dakota? Okay, 100 bucks. Here's the, here's the deal. I get a private plane, fly a bunch of first dates out there, <laughs> just have a <laughs> bunch of first dates to save, mo- to save money in the long run on the whole thing. A harem of women. You fly yeah. them out in your uh, like, a Lolito Express. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I like that comparison. Uh, <laughs> fly him to South Dakota. Lolito's very problematic. At least now, in Lolito, like, yep. they get to go to an island. He's yeah. taking them to South Dakota. But just dating in bulk just yeah. to save money. <laughs> it's like bulk. the Costco of dating. That's how you should yeah. do it. You should do it because... Run I mean, it through. I mean, in New York, and even if you go to New Jersey next door, it's $260. In California, where you're yeah, from, you're it's 226 Jersey, so. the all, Can I say the ultimate hate crime is that in New Jersey, it's $260. Where does New Jersey get off? In California, it's cheaper. In Hawaii, it's cheaper. In Connecticut, it's cheaper. Why? Where does New Jersey get up being expensive? I think the reason why it's expensive is because when you're in New Jersey, you actually don't have the date. Like, I lived in New Jersey with my grandparents, and I would go on dates with girls. I met a girl in New Jersey. But where did we go on a date? We went to Manhattan. So you're factoring in the price of the tunnel. Oh. Because <laughs> then yeah. it's like just taking her into the city. It's exciting. I'm sure if you go to Philly, if you're in South Jersey, same thing. It's like now you've shown you've taken them out of there. That's true. Yeah. I was just assuming you had to pay for mob protection when you go to Jersey. You that might too, be it. Insurance too. against a mob pit if I, you... Uh, Cap, yeah. you bring up such a great point, though. When you live in a suburban community, yeah. it's like... Like, if you're living in out right outside of San Francisco and you go on a first date and you don't take them into San Francisco, you're a real loser. Yeah. Like, a, you have to, outside of New, in New Jersey, you probably have to go to Manhattan or else they're like, who's this schlub? Right. Unless you're, I mean, like, I can go to Jersey City by myself. Unless, yeah. If you live in Hoboken, like, if you do a date, that's the thing is, if they live in Hoboken or Jersey City, those kind of places, I think strategically you'd want to have a date there because otherwise you're not going home. Of course you do because you're saving money. Well, no, if you're a guy, you want to be close to you want to be close enough to their base that you might get back there. Oh, I see. But yeah, yeah if you're in anywhere else in New Jersey, it's like, what, we're going to go to like, I don't know, the Olive Garden or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I dated a girl in California. I went on a date. Uh, the with, Newark Airport. With a girl who lived bar. in like Irvine or something or San Diego. Oh, she lived in San Diego yeah. or something. So I was like, I'll go. I met her. I'm like, I'll go down there. And I went all the way down there, but it was like she wanted to go on a date. In some, it was like the reverse thing. She had picked out a place to go, and it was some suburban, like Applebee's kind of place. I forget what it's called. And she knew all the people who worked there. Oh, this is the worst place to take a date. Wait, why? You don't. You don't. Because oh, she knows everyone. You don't want the girl it's a knowing. Road game. It's a road game, and there she's too. There's no like. It's the exact opposite of you everything want, you want to achieve on a date if you're a guy. You want her on her heels. You want her on her heels <laughs> as much as you can in this day and age. You don't want them comfortable enough when they have people coming over in the middle. You're in the middle of doing a bit, telling a story, whatever, and some girl just walks in who's a waitress there who's friends with her, and they start no. talking about some stuff you don't know what you're about. No. That's the worst. So if you're in New Jersey or anywhere suburban, get out of your area. You might run into it's people. It's why boxers... Like you, when you get to pick where the fight happens, yeah, it yeah. happens in your country. Yeah, like if you're you a make Mexican them boxer, yeah. 
Yeah, and Rocky, I don't know why Rocky Balboa went to Russia, but, you know. He shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but he won. He was the champ, right? <laughs> no, at that point, he was the underdog. He was, he was avenging Apollo yeah. Creed at that point. Oh, Did you see? Point. I saw good Creed, point. too, good by point. the way. A lot of problems. A whole other podcast. Last news story <laughs> of the week comes to us from Reason. Okay. Oh, we love Reason over here. That's a very uh, alt-middle. Union-backed ballot initiative <laughs> would limit grocery stores to two self-checkout machines in Oregon. So... Cap, you have a rant here. You can start. I have a lot of thoughts, but go ahead. Well, I mean, so th- does everyone understand the story? They have here? these these in these grocery stores now. They have popping up everywhere. Self check. You can check out where you can. You know, they want people. People nowadays apparently like the feeling of checking. Like this is something I've missed my whole life. I haven't had the experience of checking out. It's they have it in the grocery store by me, and I find it horrible. Because self checkout, it doesn't speed anything up because no. it doesn't work. These people, maybe they did this as like a the unions actually liked the unions should like this because it makes you appreciate the people who work there. Well, the unions want to get rid of it because it's taking jobs away. So they want to say a minimum in, in the state of Oregon, a minimum of two. Uh, there can only no the maximum of two. Excuse me. So that means there have to be like people at every checkout line except for two right. to keep jobs. So I think they're not looking at it right because I think their things are so frustrating that it'll in the ca- capitalism it'll work itself out. Yeah. Because what happens is you think it saves time, right? Yeah. And I do that. My kids like it too. They like to push things in. But you go in there and you put the thing in, and it, if it, you get one thing doesn't work, you have to stick it in the bag and it, like, you know, like on the side. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, if it doesn't feel the bags as a security thing, like if you move the bag off the spot, it'll be like, you have to redo it. You're constantly having to get help and you're waiting sure. there. So it takes way longer, makes you super frustrated. Unions are looking at this wrong. No, I, can, I, can I jump in? Yeah. I think that I'm 100% on the side of the unions, not on purpose. I'm typically an anti-union guy. But in this case, I would say, uh, no, they, they're great. It's, it's, I, I don't think checkout lines are the worst. I mean, these self-checkout lines are the worst, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. And so just listen up. Let me, let me, let me finish yeah. my point. So they're the worst. And the main reason is, uh, these, as you said, you never get done anyway. I think that these guys, and they always have to have one person standing there to help you right. self-checkout. Which is like that the, person. If we're pointing the blame for yeah, the downfall the of America yeah. on anyone, there's a, that person is a scab <laughs> against humanity. You're right. A scab against humans. Those people, if we're shooting people, they're going first. Yeah. Line them up and shoot them. I, because they're giving away, they're gladly, they're the ones who say, oh, I welcome our new overlords, the robots. Right. And, and, we, and what happens with these things is if those person, people aren't around, I'm, with, I'm there with my kids. I, I'm trying so hard to get like a goddamn thing of pineapple to register. Yes. It will not work. And what I end up doing is I stick it in the bag. I'm like, fuck it. And then I got Teddy announcing, oh, that's free. That's free. So now I'm basically teaching my kids to steal. Because I, I just lose my patience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I'll say one last thing on this. Um, what really gets my goat is one of my great joys in life is going. I like to go grocery shopping. I've never been a fresh direct guy. I don't like to order. I like to go. I like to pick things out. I like to get all the specials. I like to really do as many, like as close to like 90% special rate, 75. I like to see them. You get there and you, you watch the people put the thing through the register. And I'm always like a hawk. Like I'm ready for them to fuck it up, or like the machine to fuck it up and have the wrong price. Sure, and so I'm always on them. Money. I'm always like, no, 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 that's wrong. It's a, it's a joy. I feel great afterwards. But what happens when you do it yourself and it goes wrong? Now you're, it's like the opposite mentality. You're rooting for it to go right because it speeds up your process. So when it goes wrong, 
now you're stuck there. You got press the get help thing. You got to wait like five minutes for that scab you're talking about. Yeah. And it makes you be like, fuck it. I'm just going to lose money. I'd get out of here. I'm going to say so, those people. So it's really, it's the worst feeling. Those scabs. <laughs> and all this idea of like everyone scapegoating Wall Street bankers. Forget that. Go after these people at the self Elizabeth Warren, line. if you're listening. Elizabeth Warren, go after these self-checkout line people. Donald Trump, go after the self-checkout oh, yeah, it could line be the, people. This could be the issue. This Wait. is the alt-middle. This is this bringing is everyone together. This is voters who vote for Obama and voted for Trump. If you want, yeah. if you want world peace, you need a common enemy, and the enemy is the self-checkout line scab. Yeah. Matt, I think you got something Producer right. Matt. Oh, I'm not sure I have time to tell you how wrong you are on every point here, but... No. <laughs> give it a shot. I mean, it just, the union... Usually I'm a pro-union guy, but in this case, the unions are just fighting the inevitable. It's like automation's coming. Mm. It's it's like... The, See, this is the millennial take. I don't He's like this. I, I disagree. It, it, when, it's, when it's economically favorable to have automation, it's going to happen, and... Okay, if you're even if it takes longer for you to check out, there's they're saving so much money on labor costs to have by having one person instead of having this 10 guy's to a, cr- a crony people. capitalist. He's a capitalist. Which normally, here. I like crony yeah. capitalists. This is a reverse of the vote. Oh, the Supreme very, Court when you have allies listen, that are the- right now. I'm confusing myself because I'm arguing against my own self interest. But anyway, and also your point that oh, your coupon doesn't work. You mean you had to pay the store full the full price? I don't. The store's to- loving that. I, yeah, I know. It, you're, he's right, of course. But I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a weird. I, the automated with like cars and all everything. I don't. Where, a, where are the people gonna go? Every time that a union has tried to fight against technology, they lost. Yeah, it's it's just the inevitable at this point. And I support the union, and I believe that they're very important. Like I, I very much am a pro union guy, but I think this is a stupid ground, a stupid place to fight on because you're gonna lose. What union even is this? Is it like grocery stores? I'm are, sure there's a grocery store, like a if, grocery. If the bigger union. ones, like if you're like check it can't out, be, check out line. Union. Like in my urban market, it can't. Those people aren't union, but it must be like if you're. Uh, what's like a big chain? Like I, well, I don't it's know, like I, I know Walmart is like Walmart. Vi- Walmart adamantly fights unions, right. and like if you. But uni- is Target unionized or is that? I don't even. I don't know. I, I, mean, I couldn't. I don't know personally, but I know. I know like Walmart. If there's even a pamphlet to unionize, they will fire everyone at the store. You know who won't unionize? You know who won't. Uh, replace the workers is Wegmans because Danny Wegman is a man of the people. He's What's, never. What? You don't Wegmans? know Wegmans? No. It's the greatest grocery store in the world. It started in upstate New York, so I know from Syracuse, but now they have them in Allentown. They have. They're coming to Brooklyn. If you, thought, is, if you thought Trader Joe's was going to become this, this is going to blow Trader Joe's away about people. Because Wegmans is so great. I've but, heard of Trader Joe's, but they have a sign that like, they advertise that they've never laid, laid anyone off. Basically, they've only fired people because they you know suck. I guess sounds yeah, good. Anyway, that's the podcast, yeah, everybody. Uh, that's it. Cap, what should we do? Uh, I mean, get lost. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs>